Hello, hello. This is Artist with M. I am your host, M. Versico. Today, our guest is James Edwards. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Ah, yay. <laughs> they can't see you, but you're smiling very nicely. <laughs> I, have a, I have a beaming white smile because the light I have is very bright. Yeah, and it's dark <laughs> behind you. And it's dark behind me. It's like you're being very... interrogated. I was just going to say it's very <laughs> ominous or very uh, intriguing. It's probably, probably ominous. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I ask is what kind of artist are you? Are you a host, actor, musical director at Second City Hollywood, pianist, singer, musician, composer, etc.? Do all those apply? Do more of them apply? <laughs> um, the answer is F, all of the above. Um, it's so funny you you mentioned those uh, those uh, titles um, because those are the ones that I feel most represent who I am. Um, yes, I am a, a host in the sense <laughs> I like hosting you know, dinners and stuff like that sometimes. But um, I've hosted a couple of a couple of improv shows uh, and a couple of few stand-up bits. We're talking in college, um, but um, uh, you know I'm you know I'm I'm not that bad at a dinner party either. Um, and yeah, musical director at Second City Hollywood is probably the most the most important uh, job title to me as of the last three years. Um, and it is it has been it has been just incredible. Like I've I, I've met some incredible people yeah. through Second City, uh, and because of them, um, and uh, it, it it it's it's definitely the one that I have to remind myself that it's okay you belong here it's okay like you you can teach and whatever insecurity i have we're, we're getting deep already <laughs> whatever insecurities i may have outside of the building or outside of the classroom it's okay as soon as i'm in the classroom with you guys like that's all that matters like i belong here you belong here and we can do stuff together and that's all that's all that i care about you know i i, I sometimes get caught up comparing myself to the other musical directors, I'm not the only one, mm -hmm. um, who have just like an extensive resume of like writing for The Simpsons or writing for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And here I am just like off the street in a way. Um, I got this right when I moved to LA, um, actually. This wow. Title, yeah, um, this title has meant so much to me. Um, uh, yeah, so we can get to that later. Um, yeah. but also, yes, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been acting since I was eight. Um, wow. Yeah, right? It's been a long time. Um, and that that's when, um, I, I don't know if you know this, I was actually born in England. Um, so I'm a, I'm a UK citizen and a US citizen. But when we moved, when I was eight, um, that is when I saw my first show. I saw Honk, which is a, uh, which is a musical version of The Ugly Duckling. Um, in the first five, yeah, it's such a good show. It's really, really great. And the music is bomb diggity. Where did you um, see it? I saw it in Arizona at Valley Youth Theater, which, plug, um, has also brought out Emma Stone and Jordan Sparks. What? And, um, uh, buh, 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 buh. Chelsea Stone, which is not really, okay. Um, but yeah, like those two main people have come out of Valley Youth Theater uh, in Arizona. And That's my crazy. first show, yeah, my first show uh, was Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I was like a, 
mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> I was a tree, you know, with my with with with, with my face cut out. You, you know, know like, one of those <laughs> characters. I was one of the I was one of the queen's uh, like uh, lords or aides or servants, I guess. But mm. uh, Emma Stone, formerly known as Emily, Emily Stone, because uh, it's her she name. She was she was Tweedledee or she was Tweedledum, one of the two. But ah, uh, yeah, she was my absolute favorite thing to watch and pretty much still is um Yay. <laughs> yeah 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 um so I'm all I'm all of those things all of those things you know um mm. one one of the one of the great things <laughs> one <laughs> double-edged sword coming up one of the great things uh, that I've learned about being in LA which is different from my time in New York is that the more you can do out in LA the more you uh the, the more doors are open to you that's for um, sure yeah oh yeah um uh, which is not to be confused with something that I've had to learn is that you also can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell them one thing that you do. Yeah. And, and this one thing that you do or that I can do, we will, we will get to, I imagine eventually coming up in this podcast, um, which is, which ties into a, a, a greater, uh, holistic meaning to life uh but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there hmm. well speaking of like second city how do we know each other we know each other oh because uh you were oh gosh for anyone listening i love all of my classes however because this was the last class i did before lockdown it is yeah. the most impressionable to me yeah um we met because you were in the musical improv essentials course at second city hollywood with you with as me. the director yes and i have to say i i have <laughs> i in the drop-in classes you know it's strange you know it, it's 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 some dude coming in with a with a piano and trying to teach you trying to cram <laughs> the essentials of musical improv and 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 uh, and word association in an hour and a half. That's impossible. Yeah. So especially if you're not really good at improv yet, like I need to take a bunch of improv classes and uh -huh. now, and then I need to retake musical improv, you know, until I get just, comfortable with it. Yeah. The more tools you get in your belt, you know, the better. Um, yeah. I, I just had a blast with your class. You guys were so kind. That's the first thing that matters. You guys are so kind. You guys are so kind to each other and in turn kind to me. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just made for such a, honestly, like a fun and really nurturing class experience. Yeah, yeah. I really so miss I, that class, all the people. Me too. I'm, I'm so happy uh, that we still, I'm not as much obviously, but we've, uh, <laughs> I'm still happy the group chat still exists on the on, yeah. on phone. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. Oh, I know these guys. I love these guys. Yeah, me too. We can always just share something random on it. Yeah. I like oh, it. Wow. Yeah. And that was that was the last one before um, everybody, for the most part, migrated online. Yeah. Like right after the performance, yeah. everything. And I hear musical improv does not work on the Zoom. It's challenging. It is challenging. Have you, you know, tried it? Yeah. Um, I have tried it and I have been unsuccessful. There have been other musical directors um, who have found a way to get past, you know, the technical delays in terms yeah. of like a two second delay, you know what I mean? Jeez. Um, and uh, I 
with my current setup, I have not found a way to be successful as I, as successful as I want to (laughs) be. Same. Like I've had issues with even just zoom with someone's like audio and video, not lining up for, Mm -hmm. um, the podcast. I Uh still have to edit that one. I'm like, Oh, this is worrisome. I hope it won't be just awful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll see. So nothing is perfect. No. Or the audio quality. Like I have musicians perform on here and like a trumpet player. Maybe it won't come out so well. Yeah, that's that's loud though. A trumpet is explosive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Side note here. Speaking of trumpets, my sister sent me this this TikTok of this girl who does a trumpet impression and she does she does the trumpet solo to Livion Rose the does she do it with her mouth or her nose or she does it uh with her mouth um and then she she gets a cup and she goes oh like a mute like exactly exactly that's funny I was just blown away. I was like, this sounds legitimate. Like if I didn't see the visual of the video, I would think this is a trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Some mouth. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Huh. So you played different instruments. Like in our class, you would play piano. Yes. And you sing. Yes. Do you play drums as well or anything yes. else? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, it's so sad actually. Uh, well, to my right um, is, my, is my piano, is my keyboard. And to the far right in the corner used to be my drum set. Oh. Um, yeah, I um, used to. Uh, yeah, used to, but just because I'm, I'm I'm out in LA, you know, I I have no I I can't I can't bring a drum kit to an apartment. <laughs> oh. My neighbors. Well, would there's be- really small ones. That's true. You know, I, I was thinking if I if I were to get one out there, I would definitely go the electronic route. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I I would I would do the thing where I can plug in my headphones. I'd yeah. rather make myself deaf than, well, I really wouldn't. You that can always be, lower it. You're right. Oh, yeah, volume exists. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, music, you know, it's so funny. What type of artist am I? That is a, that is, that is an ever-evolving question, uh, simply because, like, my mood uh, and my interest changes with the wind, you know? <laughs> um, maybe being a Gemini, throwing some star sign stuff. <laughs> Um, you know, that is based on duality, you know, that, that, that is, uh, that's black and white, that's yin and yang, that's here or there, you know, um, and, you know, some, some weeks, like, oh, man, I'm a composer, yeah, I get music, music comes naturally to me, which is, which, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, is, is absolutely true, I, uh, what, what helped me get the Second City musical director job was, uh, was my, um, my love and my interest and my, my ability to, to pick up a song really quickly um and be able to improvise on the piano my, my my piano my piano improvisation has been coming into play since i was honestly since i was like four um i remember one specific moment i was um i i heard i heard uh summer nights uh which i i use as a reference in in class a lot um summer nights uh, from greece the dun 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 yeah. dun 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 and i remember hearing that i'm like uh, when I was four, I was like, that sounds like a really catchy song to me. And I don't know how, I don't know how, but I walked over to my parents' piano and I, I got it. I, I was able to play it. Uh, yeah. I was hearing it once. 
I mean, I heard it once, but it took me like what three tries. But I, but I got yeah. it. I was like, Whoa! If I can recreate something I heard just then, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, that really started the ball rolling, and you know, and and that, uh, not not imitation, but that uh, that uh, accolade, accolade, or that um, what's another word for imitation? That that need, uh, the ability to recreate. There we go. Something I hear. Uh, musically also exists for like accents for my acting. You know, if I hear an accent, you know, for some reason, it, you know, I, 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 have a, I have a strong familiarity with the muscles in my mouth to like be able to like recreate a Scottish accent that we just heard on the TV just now, you know, like, um, and also like my two of my uh, um, half sisters are still in Scotland, they're in Perth. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, from which side? Like your mom or your dad? From my dad. From my dad's side. Wow. Yeah. Is uh, he Scottish? No, he's actually Welsh. <laughs> What's that he's mean? Uh, so he, <laughs> he's he, he, he's from a he's from a place called Wales. Okay. And, um, they uh, they kind of talk like this now. Where they kind oh, of oh no, a little bit of like oh, like well, the Hobbit. Exactly. Keep your secrets. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah um yeah I love it. yeah i'm glad I, mean, I didn't have to request any accents because you just right? went into it oh, i love accents and, and that that is something oh man if i'm going back to dinner parties like around the holiday parties and stuff uh as soon as my parents say oh james and my sister natasha uh, james and natasha are actors oh <laughs> something for us can you sing something for us like, oh no no walter we can't i don't know who walter is like no walter we can't <laughs> we don't we're not a monkey yeah, yeah. Um, but you'll whip out an accent maybe when i want to when i want to and now i want to oh great um, <laughs> <yeah>. cheeky <laughs> right i mean i i it's so funny i'm so fickle such a, a diva in some regards like i you know if uh, if i'm at a if i'm at a, like a holiday party my parents like oh my god james sing this for us or james do this i don't want to do it because then i feel like i'm doing it for them and not yeah. for me, not because i want to i want to do it because you want me to like, no my, my art means something to me <laughs> yeah, yeah that's funny. Uh, so funny sensitive artists are we yeah well <laughs> if you weren't a little like silly about it you wouldn't be an artist that's you know true. if it didn't sit so close to your heart you'd be like ah whatever why even spend hours trying to learn this song or something right yeah. or do all these auditions that crush your soul sometimes <laughs> i was just talking about that with my friends the other day um you uh you know uh one of them lives in colorado he's like i don't know what to do with my life with my career uh you know, thankfully to covid things are grinding to a halt unfortunately for covid things are grinding to a halt um and uh, so he he's he's in a he's in a place right now of you know where do I go from here? I don't feel like starting over. Mm. Um, and I was like, and I was like, dude, um, not not to make this about me, but I can empathize with you simply because in in a certain mind frame, you know, for for acting, um, actors are constantly quote unquote starting over in the sense every audition you, for every audition, right? You know, every every audition you you hope is going to be uh, a job every every audition you hope is going to be one more um one more like notch in your belt in terms of uh, in terms of confidence in terms of uh of longevity like oh i can do this ah i am talented ah um yeah. and just like meeting the right people 
on these auditions or on set or the right director or the right people who just want to keep casting you yeah and believe in you and are the right like firm hand or gentle touch for your acting like feels yes exactly have Mm. you had like instructors or mentors or like writing acting coaches that didn't rub you the right way or acting experiences that kind of traumatized you for a little bit or gave you confidence both i have both you know what it's so interesting and and they happened recently um back when uh Mm. back in may oh my gosh that's almost that's that's almost a year ago oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) i hate it okay yeah um um i so i i strict quarantine rules that happened in Los Angeles and I was feeling restless. Um, and my girlfriend at the time, you know, we were living together and we were like, yo, <laughs> we don't want to get stale. Let's find some acting to do. So, um, you know, we, we had both signed up. I had signed up after her because honestly, my ego, you know, came into play. Like she signed up for this thing. Like, oh man, well, like if she's doing it, then I can do it too. You know, like, ah, you know, I care about my career too. Like, um, but that that played a factor in into my whole entire month process of this mentorship program that I did. I, I realized my my motivation for taking the course wasn't in a sense pure, um, and I was constantly thinking about the result every week that we were doing a scene. Um, we we get coaching over Zoom, which is amazing um, to be able to do it uh, at all. At all, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, and, and I realized, uh, coming out of that month that, uh, I can slash could, and maybe should adapt a different mentality in terms of thinking about results, in terms of thinking about, you know, how well, you know, I want to do well in this scene or I want, or separately, I want to do well on this audition because I want to get the show because then that'll, that'll inform me of how talented I am and that'll, that'll everything like validation validation exactly and uh and so i've noticed uh i noticed that within that month um i would constantly fall short of of where i wanted to be or what i thought or what i expected the scene or what they what i thought the audition would be week by week that they they do this uh we we did this whole incredible month-long thing where it was like an audition every week um Mm. and that 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 was (laughs) <laughs> in a good way, a scarring uh, experience because for the first time in a long time, I was able to check in with myself in terms of like how, how I view myself and how I view this career. You know, in college, I hear, uh, I hear, <laughs> in college, I did hear that, uh, uh, that, you know, acting specifically, uh, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, um, you know, for someone who, for any actor who wants so much uh, to not get what you want, it's it's crushing. It's crushing. It's crushing. All in all, the the good side out of this uh, this month long course was the final day, the absolute final day. We were doing a, I was doing a scene over Zoom, and it was a medical drama, and. It was the last day. So I didn't care in a way, honestly, I was relieved to be done with it. I didn't, I, uh, because, because I wasn't, uh, 
I, I wasn't thinking about the next week's assignment. You know, so I was free as a bird. And wouldn't you know it, that was the best audition I had that week during that whole course. Because honestly, easier said than done, I was truly living in the moment. I was, I was, truly, uh, I was truly just listening to the words that I was saying. Um, I wasn't, I, James, James as the actor has a habit of self-directing in real time. Um, this great acting director, acting coach, uh, Jack Plotnick, please look him up, everybody, Jack Plotnick. Um, he is, he's a wonderful voiceover uh, character, uh, actor. Um, he has this wonderful mentality, this wonderful uh, metaphor, excuse me, of a crow being on your shoulder. And your crow is, is the little voice in your head that's saying, oh, that didn't sound right. Or, oh, you missed that line there. Like, all those little thoughts that come into your brain, he decides, he decides to give them, uh, give them a shape, give, give them a form. So you can swat it away, you swat your crow away. You know, like, don't listen to that crow. Turns out, uh, I swatted away my crow. I shut my crow up uh, and I had, and I had one of the, I had one of the greatest auditions I've had in that course. Um, mm. And then, and then I walked away from, I, I walked away from acting for, for a few months, you know, I, I uh, because that month taught me so much. Um, it, it, it taught me that, you know, I need to, I, I need to reevaluate how I look at the acting world, how I look at my process, how I look at uh, just, just how, just how I envision my career and, 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 and things like that. So it, it, it truly, it truly, uh, it was a, a enlightening moment. And, and, and these mentors that I've now made, like they are true mentors. Um, they're like, James, if you, if you do this and you hate, if you hate this course, great. If you don't like the way we did something great, then it's not a reflection on you. It could be a reflection on the way we presented the material. And just hearing that um, from, from someone in a position of power or for someone who I looked up to, like, like these mentors, uh, Chrissy Whitehead and Alexis Kara, um, they are from Broadway arts community. They are, they are performing God goddesses. Like they, are, they are amazing performers. So to, to hear, for them to level with me uh, on, on terms of like, humanity like yo like if you need to like step away from acting for a little bit do it that's fine you don't have to constantly be uh you know grinding away at something to get better um and since then actually you know since since that last may you know i, I i've been thinking about acting and I, i've slowly been falling in love with acting and musical theater all over again um but from a new perspective and kind of like on my own terms so to speak in the sense that I wasn't looking for new musicals or looking for new songs for the sake of an audition to scramble and 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 get the part. I've I found I found I found out why I like musicals again. I found out why I like theater again. Um, and why is that? It oh, because the combin oh that's a deep question. You. I know. <laughs> mm. Um, most recently, I've been really falling back in love and really discovering truly for the first time Sondheim's music. Um, yes, we all know Into the Woods. Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but specifically for, for him, that, that this past few months, um, his music specifically has reminded me why I like musical theater. 
in the sense that the music, like the actual composing side, uh, is a different way of expressing yourself or a different way of expressing your thoughts. Um, and the acting side, you know, is is also a different way of expressing it. But you know, it, it's 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 how it's how that person, how that character chooses to express their thoughts. You know, the, the the cool thing about about the music side, especially what I've noticed in Sondheim stuff, um, is that oh gosh, for some reason, for some reason, his his chords and and his intricacies just, for me at least, find a way to like stir up the unspoken things or like the certain thoughts or emotions that I I haven't quite found a word to describe yet, but. I can feel by listening to his music, specifically uh, with Sunday in the Park with George. That is what I've been listening to this week, um, Sunday in the Park with George. Um, there is a, um, uh, there is a beautiful, it, it's, it's, it's one of the first numbers. Uh, it's called aptly named Sunday, Sunday in the Park with George. Um, first number from what? Uh, it, it, it's, I think it's like the second or third song from Sunday in the Park with George. That's what the play is called? Musical? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah the musical is called Sunday in the Park with George. Wow. Right? <laughs> That's a long title. Right. Um, and uh, the song is called Sunday in the Park with George. Um, and just for a little context here, um, <laughs> you know, you know that that painting that's like referenced in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, it, it, it it's uh, it, it's the pointillism painting. It's that one where they are um, all standing a certain way. Yes, and, to and, mimic and it. It's the girl with the umbrella and the black dress, and it, it's all done with little dots. Uh, that's called pointillism. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a story about the artist who created that painting. Oh, um, and that's exciting. It is. It is very exciting, and you know, it's funny. I listened to Sunday in the Park with George in high school back when you know theater and acting was showy was how can I present this material rather than how can I interpret this material mm -hmm. um, and um, I just didn't get it I didn't get the music back then it was like this I, I can't remember a tune you know like uh, this is good and now listening to it again I was like this is amazing um, more back to the point tangent central here um, uh, more to the point, uh, so in, in this song, Sunday in the Park with George, um, we see the woman, Dot, uh, the character Dot, who George Seurat is painting, uh, originally portrayed by Bernadette Peters, um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the music and the lyrics both combined are so clear. Um, I, I listened to it just the other night without without seeing any visuals. Uh, and what you discover in the song is Dot drifts in and out of daydream and the re and and her reality. I mean and her reality is like she has she has to stand still in the hot sun while her lover paints her and she's sweating on her neck and she's really uncomfortable. And it's hilarious. It's truly hilarious. Um, and then we go into her her daydream side of like uh, naturally as humans do our minds wander like crazy, um, and I was just thinking musically it is so cleverly written because yes it gets all flowy and legato and things like that, um, but uh, the 
the chords are also very complex in in her daydream state, if you will, in, in her mind wandering. Um, and then, we, then when we snap back to her reality, when she is like, oh, dang, I'm really hot. Oh, there's a trickle of sweat just below the neck. Uh, oh, man. That is like very like staccato. It's very, mm, oh, this is annoying. Mm, I really hate it. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I did not get that growing up. I was like, I can't sing along to this. You know, this is not catchy. This is not an earworm. But looking at, looking back at it now, with all the, with all the, the experience with Second City, with all the experience with the musical improv uh, direction I did in college as well, and all the acting stuff I did, uh, it just, it just makes, it, it makes perfect sense. And that's why I like it. That's all in all. That's why I like musical theater like because that's how I choose to look at the world you know mm. like little um <laughs> if I get out of my car and I slam not slam but when I shut the door when that door hits when that closes in my brain I hear a bump like a big musical button I hear like the ending of a song and but um exactly exactly like that's how like that to me is how exciting life is sometimes like in the little teeny tiny things and, you know and what what genre of entertainment uh, is made on those miraculous supposedly little tiny moments musical theater and so that's that's why i like it mm. did you deal with bullying for liking musical theater because it's not really quote unquote masculine sure you know what uh double-edged sword here Yes, I did deal with bullying, but, and thankfully, only by the people who loved and cared for me. Specifically, <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I don't know if that's good. Oh thankfully, God. no. Yeah, only by the people who knew my intimate secrets bullied me. No. Like your family uh, or your no. best friends? You know what? That's exactly what it is. My best friends. The the guys who I will be invited to their weddings and we will all embarrass each other at all of our weddings. That's During so the important. best man speech, I knew him before he could ask out anyone. Right? He really <laughs> sucked so hard at beer pong. And you know, look at the beautiful lady now who will leave him in three years for the butler. <laughs> oh man! Oh. so I guess they've. I guess they. I guess they've already given you their speeches already. They, That's they, right. They, they're they, ready. They told you. Okay. Oh, All right. They told you what they're going to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, fortunately, <laughs> I guess you can say, fortunately, the only bullying, quote unquote, I've received, were from my friends. Mm. Um. You know, it's so interesting. Like looking at um. <laughs> looking at our uh, dynamic, uh, one of my friends is a lawyer. Uh, one of my friends is in insurance. One of my friends is in uh, IT for, for banks. Uh, and then one of my friends uh, was a mechanic, the, the one who's currently trying to find a new path for himself. Mm. Like those are, all, uh, those are all secure jobs. Those are all very logical decisions. Mm -hmm. And then there's me on the end, you know, number five. Musical uh, theater, actor, musical theater, you know, actor. that career that nobody succeeds at except the very few. And then we'll see how it goes from there. Exactly. That's James and, Edwards. Right? <laughs> oh, he's a sensitive artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know yeah. what real problems are like. Um, correction. I do know what real problems are like. I face, quote unquote, real problems every audition. Every uh, audition. <laughs> yeah. Every um, hope. Every crushed. hope. <laughs> that reminds me of. 
uh, a lyric from Honk, the musical I, ref I referenced a little while ago. Um, it's kind of sad, actually. Um, <laughs> Every tear a mother cries is a dream that's washed away. It's so oh my god! So sad. Yeah, only only because the ugly duckling has ran away uh, because he's taken by this cat who uh, who wants to eat him. That sounds uh, aggressive for a kids' right? play. For a kids' show, yeah. Um, it's actually masterfully written and really funny. Um, oh yeah. Um, uh, real problems, crying, uh, bullying. Uh, oh yeah. So yes. Um, yeah, I, I am made fun of in my friend group still, uh, for, you know, wanting to compose music and wanting to be an actor, um, <laughs> actor, an actor in the theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready for camera as, yeah. as, uh, Jane, uh, as, uh, Oh, from 30 Rock, what's her name? Jane Krakowski, but what's her character? Jenna Maroney. As Jenna Maroney says, I'm ready for, to be on camera. Um, uh, 30 Rock also features a lot of uh, Second City alum. That's uh, true. What was I saying? Um, what was I saying? Um, actor struggles. Uh, oh, right. Yes. So, yeah, you know, I do, I do get still bullied. To, for, for wanting to be an actor mm. and then recently from my same friend group they're like oh man you know what I, I'm finding myself wanting a some sort of creative outlet I mean you have that you're an actor uh, you're a composer you write music I, I want something like that I was like ha now ha. you want it now you want it as a stress release yes finding you yourself <laughs> oh, oh man. man you know what, what's what's also great <laughs> Oh man, what's also great, uh, and also if I'm talking too much, please let me know. That's all right. Okay. Um, what's also great is that um, things happening for a reason, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. The people that have come into my life for reasons and seasons and lifetimes um, have, have, have been accepting of the musical theater person that they made friends with or that, uh, that they, they that they connect with you know I've, I've realized looking back um you know growing up I was friends with like the skateboarders you know with like the skaters and like the cool like you know supposedly cool kids growing up and like I was always the musical theater kid like I was always the one who was always injecting some musical reference or some music something or some sort of performance into uh into our uh you know in, in, vernacular vernacular thank you um and you know for some reason you know I, i've just been fortunate enough to 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 meet those types of people and and i'm i'm happy i'm happy to be that foil for them you know because mm -hmm. the skater you know one of my best friends in middle school like he's you know he, he's a skater he's a punk rocker mm -hmm. um cool kid extraordinaire cool kid extraordinaire and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't expect him to like really like the musical rent or really like uh the musical the whiz but like because we met because we bonded over like you know other things you know we got to know each other and and you know i got to you know i got to be you know, fully authentic with him i was like hey you know <laughs> i like musicals like i like this and this and this and this and this and like you know, being a good person, being a good friend, and being the good friends I still have now, they're, mm. you know, they're, they're willing to, you know, they're willing to, like, you know, look into that 
part of you know, my life. And like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like I like rent or like, oh yeah, I like Hamilton, you know, because of this, this, and this it might not be the same reasons why, you know, I like Hamilton, but um, I'm happy that like my life can help facilitate another aspect of someone else's life. You know, yeah. if, if it's not their be all end all identity, if you will, um, I'm happy yeah. that like that I can, you know, help bring out uh, a more sensitive or at least a more artistic side of them because everybody, yeah. everybody wants that. Everybody needs that. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. So, yeah. so where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Arizona where you went, uh, participated in the Valley Youth Theater? Kind of, sort of. You know, so uh, a bit of a mixed bag. I, I was born in England uh, mm -hmm. and then we moved to Kansas, uh, to Wichita, Kansas. Um, and there I had like the normal life, you know, uh, I was doing, I was doing all the sports. I was doing soccer, basketball, all that jazz. Um, and then we moved back to England, um, uh, from when I was about five to about eight and a half. Um, and in England actually was where I saw little shop of horrors, uh, done by my school. I went to an all boys boarding school. Uh, did you wear the outfits? Yes. Yay. In all sincerity. It was honest to God, like Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, our, our school was, it was called St. John's Beaumont. Um, our school was on an old church ground, big rolling hills. Uh, we had we had Wednesday mass every morning because uh, uh, it was a Catholic boarding school. Um, and uh, we had houses, you know, instead of doing, you know, Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, you know, we had tigers, yaks, and emus. And we did it before it was cool. Uh, we did it before. What? Yeah, we did it before J.K. Rowling had made it popularized, I guess. No um, way. Yeah. Um, and a really quick anecdote. Uh, my friend Ferris, he was, he, he was the baddie of the group. He was the bad boy. He was aptly put in the tiger group. Uh, my friend Richard, he was a very, you know, very posh and very polite and well-spoken nine-year-old. Oh, my um, gosh. Very kind. He was in the yak group tigers, yaks, and emus. And then there was the emus. I was an emu. I was, you know, I, I felt like an afterthought. Like, well, A, what's an emu? It's kind of like an ostrich. Now, you know, now, now I know. Oh, emu. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Growing up, I, I I heard that word as emu. and it, it, Emu? Emu. Emu. Ah, wow. You're blowing my mind right now. Wow. Okay. That's um, at least how I've heard it, but I'm dyslexic. So no, no, sometimes no. words come out different in my brain, <laughs> but it's an emu. <laughs> Pretty sure about this one. But, uh, I think you're wrong, James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. So like England was actually where, where I saw Little Shop of Horrors for the first time, uh, mm. which turned out to be one of my favorite musicals ever. I have, I have a, I have a, uh, a, a book or a libretto in my uh, side table drawer right now. Um, a what uh, in yeah. your in your drawer? In libretto. Uh, so the the script uh, mixed with with the score combined. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, so that that really started, you know, my love for theater. I saw a Little Shop of Horrors. I was like, whoa, this looks fun. I want to do this. Uh, and then. Um, after that, we moved to Arizona. And then I saw that production of Honk. Uh, and then I was like, yep, I definitely want to do this. And, uh, and then uh, I was taking tennis lessons in Arizona. Um, I, was, I, was trying to do, I was trying to go the tennis route. I was actually quite good at tennis. I was spotted for a tennis academy, but I couldn't oh. go because we had to move back to the States. Um, and 
uh, yeah, and then Arizona uh, at Value Theater uh, until I was about 13, maybe 14. And then I moved to Florida. Wow, um, you yeah, moved so much. I moved so much. Um, I moved to Florida and Florida, uh, so for eighth grade for me, uh, was when I was in Florida. And that's when I really dug my heels into theater. I really dug my heels into, into music. I really, uh, I really just invested into the creative side of me. Um, full disclosure here, uh, and for any other artist out here listening, I'm sure you might relate. Uh, my grades weren't the best in high school because I wanted to, and I spent all my time focusing on the fun, creative stuff. Yes, um, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I was right there with you. I yeah. did all the music ensembles and choirs, and I was in the theater department helping do it? like, what? I was just gonna ask, like, what was, what was like, what's the most memorable song that you like performed? I actually didn't, I was so busy with marching band, I didn't perform for drama, mm -hmm. but I would, um, be like the assistant director to the teacher or the state stage manager assistant to the main stage manager. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. We did a lot of like the choir. We did like a finale at the end of the year all the time. So there was dancing and costumes. And so we did a Motown finale. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Motown all the best songs <laughs> but the outfits were questionable and i had to wear this thing that i re refer to as like a trash bag dress that it's like it was sequency but it fit like a trash bag i didn't know that people uh would hem things and like take take things in to make it fit your shape better mm -hmm. i don't know high school <laughs> nothing looked good do you do you do you have to hem it can i just can I just wear the trash bag? <laughs> it, it really looked like a trash bag. Wow. So and there's probably someone in the audience like, oh, I used to wear something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we had flapper dresses too. I should yeah. have taken that in. That did not fit me correctly. <laughs> Everything was just too loose or something. <laughs> there was a lot of flapping going on. <laughs> you know, it has those strings on it. Yeah, the tassels. Yeah. <laughs> I love costumes. <laughs> Do you like costumes? Yes, I love costumes. In fact, this was a college essay submission that I did for all of my college submissions. I had a, uh, I had a, when I was six years old, I had a costume party. And uh, growing up, I would wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I would put on a different costume. Specifically, I had a, uh, a Native American uh, costume from the Pocahontas movies. Uh -huh. uh, not Pocahontas, but like as one of the other tribesmen, uh, yeah. and I would put that on, and I would love it. And I used to walk in my parents' room and, and be like, "Mom, can you tie this for me?" Because I was five; I didn't yeah. know how to tie Mom, things yet. Wake <laughs> up! This is not fitting correctly. Right? Adjust you, it. Zip me up, it? Mom. <laughs> can you hem it to fit my body? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, I love costumes. I still have some costumes in a trunk here currently yeah. from my childhood. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, yeah. You should time. bring you should keep some like close by. I um I keep like costume things. Yeah. In oh this room because I do um clown classes. On Zoom. Nice. On Zoom. You should do a clown class. Yeah, who 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 are you who are you 
Don't the clown me. school has clown classes and Vegas Theater Hub has clown classes and Vegas Theater Hub. Yeah, Vegas Theater Hub. Huh. Shannon Calcutt is a wonderful clown. Huh. She's beautiful. Yeah, and her husband, he does he teaches improv and wonderful things. They used to work for Cirque du Soleil. That's why they live in uh Vegas. Wow. Yeah, they're magic. Here's another thing. You just have the Oh, I love it. I I I made this for Kiki's delivery service costume. I also have a lot of wigs. Get out of my brain because I was just gonna say hi, Kiki. Yes, I loved all those those movies. Um, please tell me you have your cat and your bike with you. <laughs> uh, no, but I do have the broom, and I did make a um radio for the broom. I'm sorry. I think I was thinking of Hal's uh. No, castle, or, they don't or, have a bike in House Moving Castle. Oh, okay. But uh, in Kiki's delivery service, her guy has a bike and they okay. go on his bike and he put a propeller on the bike. So you were That's... right. There was a bike. Okay. 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 Yeah. Right. And she made it fly for a moment. <laughs> Those are my favorite movies. I can see all of them to my right. Oh, love that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Costumes are a big thing. I love them. That's why I think we all became like performers because costumes, the joy of creating and the energy, becoming new people. Yeah, brag for a sec. I was brought in a couple of times uh, for Blue Man Group. Uh, oh. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, for, for the callbacks, I was like, oh man, I wanna learn more about clowning. Um, and I, uh, I, I forget who the interview was, was with, but this guy said this wonderful thing about costumes, which I think applies. Um, this guy in particular, he goes, what I like about costumes is I like I like being able to see how, how different I can make myself look, how much I can disguise myself while still being able to see a fraction of myself. I was like, that is, that is accurate. That is beautiful. For Thank everyone you. who cannot see this, I'm staring at these adorable little flower bobble head headband things that <laughs> they're pink and sparkly with a clown nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a new clown character I'm working on with these ears. Oh, what is her name or their name? Pardon me. Um, I just wrote it down. Marigold Fountain. Oh, and wow. I'm going to have Angel. I think I'll get new new wings, but these are my go to wings. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Yeah. What was the inspiration for this? For, well, for, for I, I keep these around these ears all the time, just on my desk for magic moments like this. Yes. And I was in a clown class the other day because I take clown classes every Sunday mm -hmm. and then some. And I was just thinking, OK, well, and this is. You know, this is the picture yes. for my podcast. So those are the same wings. Yes. And this boa. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, it's a work in progress. I can't remember why I thought I decided to do it. Maybe because at the end of like classes, I always like, okay, guys, let's put on costumes. Yeah. What I admire about you is that like, is putting those putting those googly <laughs> things at the, putting the googly headband with like a bright red uh what do you call it scarf um it's a bow boa thank you uh, a boa thank you um like putting those together like oh for, yeah for, boa. for boa. my brain 
like wouldn't make sense. Like I was like, oh no, like, there has to be some sort of like color cohesion and some sort of like some sort of you know through line. But no, oh. like you, you can totally like you totally make that okay. Like because you want to do it, like that makes up your character, so that's allowed. That's yeah. justified. Like like it, I, basically, all I'm trying to say is I admire your your creativity. Yay! I, well. Clowning is all about grabbing the things that you have, you know? Yeah. And I keep, like, fabric because I like to make stuff, so I have fabric and stuff. And I actually, I bought this boa for a Christmas decorating party. And I kind of overspent. I overly got stuff, and so this is just something I had. You know? I want to ask you a question. So, so what do you, what do you gravitate towards the most in clowning? What, what, what's your favorite aspect of it? Well, with clowning, you are, or the person who is clowning, is trying to succeed at something. Trying genuinely so hard to succeed at it, and then failing and sharing that with the audience. And I'm used to that. I try so hard, and then I fail at it, and then I am able to live, with, live in the moment and share it with the audience, because there's no fourth wall. So mm -hmm. I'm just like... <sighs> Wow. wow you know like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you just share it wow yeah so i, we I all relate yeah. wow mm -hmm. you should do clown classes and that's what i love about it you know what i mean like i you know of course chaplain you know uh yeah but, totally but circus clowning in particular you know especially with the touring companies you know, it's universal because there's no uh, there's no quote unquote language barrier. Um, mm -hmm. It's like freedom. It's freedom, exactly. Like you don't you don't have to rely on language to portray something. You know what I mean? So yeah. anybody, anybody, you can use language, but you don't have to. Or you can use made up language, or like jibber jabber, like la 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 <laughs> or you can just use one word as your repetitive word you use. Um, am I correct in saying that? Is that a lotsy? I have no idea. Darn! Okay. <laughs> I don't know terms. Based on the very limited education I have and Commedia dell'arte, <laughs> uh, ah. the, the Italian origins of clowning, so to speak. Um, funny, I got to do a, I got to do a, uh, I got to originate a role in uh, a Commedia mm -hmm. dell'arte play. Um, and I also got to write the music for it, which is insane. Which play is that? Um, it is called Lovers and Players. Um, oh. Is by a playwright called Catherine Wallet. Um, it was done in college in the oh, confines cool. of a university. So technically, I don't own the work, if you know what I mean. Um, totally. It was done in an educational setting. So technically, the music is not mine, but it is mine because it came from my brain and I wrote the music for the show. Um, yeah. But I, also, but I also got to you know be... Um, I got to be the the lover archetype. You know, there's the fool, there's the, the Harlequin, there's the cool lovers. I was the lovers. So you get to be like a pretty boy, like hello. <laughs> yeah, I got to be a pretty boy in these like oh. frilly, these frilly Shakespearean poofy pants <gasps> and stuff like that. I love those. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Gosh, looking back at it, it was a it was a it was a kind of a clever play. Um, it was it was a group of, as a group of traveling, uh, Commedia actors 
going from city to city. Um, but we got evicted from one of our towns because we couldn't pay our theater rent. So our director then strikes a deal with a with a local Italian mobster. And like, is this in the play or in real life? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really rough education experience. <laughs> um, no, this is the plot of the play. And, okay, uh, cool. <laughs> it's just it, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Man. Man. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like I'm talking. I'm, not, uh, I'm talking a lot. It's okay. So what are you looking forward to this year? Any projects or family or getting back into society, musical improv classes in person, um, developing cool stuff with your family? I don't know. What have you been up to? What are you going to, I don't know. I am, I'm looking forward to so many things. So, so many things. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll get I'll get business stuff out of the way really quick. So um, uh, because uh, working in the hospitality hospitality industry is currently on hold, um, I, uh, I I've I've been starting I've been working with a startup company uh, a startup business with uh, my dad and with my sister, um, and we we have uh, we we have fallen into uh, and and started developing uh, UVC sanitation and that is ultraviolet light sanitation um and uh you know uh, we we have we, we have these these escalator handrail units that that attach onto escalators and they continually sanitize the escalator oh yeah. that's so cool uh, it is really really cool um and they're massively popular in europe and korea but now we're we're doing the u.s part and the u.s you know we're new, you know, like the, you know, the U S market is new and, and the U S and myself in particular, uh, usually correlate clean with chemical use mm -hmm. and wiping something down. And we don't have to do that anymore. You know, like, like no. there, there's, there's technology where we can not use harsh chemicals. We can not, uh, erode surfaces with chemicals. So, so yeah, seriously. UV, yeah. So that's why the UV light is eco-friendly, but also it works. And we, uh, our units are, honestly legitimately certified to kill COVID-19 and coronavirus mm. um, which is incredible um, but the main business uh, that I specifically have been put in charge of is online sales and e-commerce for Amazon and Shopify and things like that because we've taken that same power and, and technology in the big units for uh, mass transit and for airports that that are installed in the U.S. we've now put that into uh, a little uh, personal like a pen group. Yeah, we, we, we call it, it's called ClearScan because uh, the company is called ClearWin US. So we call it a ClearScan cool. uh, to scan your object. Um, it is a pen-sized uh, ultraviolet C uh, device. And it has uh, like a little clip on it. Yeah. So, so you just it, put it in your pocket, use it on exactly, your phone, on your exactly. mask. It, uh, yeah, on your phone, on your mask, your anything. Stuff. All the little places that, that, the chemicals, that the chemicals can't or Kid don't. Kid toys. Eat. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, this kills 99.98% of germs and viruses and bacterias um, and coronavirus, um, which is incredible. So we, um, we are about to launch on Amazon uh, next month. Oh, it's uh, so early. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What month? April. So uh, April. April 2021. Yeah. So by um, the time this is out, it'll be out and ready to buy. Yeah. So yeah, if, if, if everyone, if anyone is interested for yourself or maybe for your business. Yeah. Um, or your uh, parents. 
who would go to the market too much <laughs> or your parents yeah, yeah. um but i i sanitize honestly i sanitize my phone every day i sanitize uh, honestly I, I sanitize my my shopping cart yeah uh, smart before i do it because you, you can do it you can sanitize literally anything in three seconds anything um, you touch yeah for real um so for anyone interested, bathroom handles if you're like oh i'm worried about this exactly that's so anyone nice. interested it's uh it's called clear scan uh so yeah clear scan uvc portable sanitizer pen we call it a pen only because it, it looks like a pen but you can't write with it um yeah but it looks like the thing from men in black we have we did you have make more... an instagram for it we do yeah, yeah yeah that one um that one is clear scan uvc i believe nice yeah um yeah, and then if you want to follow the the, the, the bigger company with the, the, with their other products, that's Clearwin, uh, Clearwin US, uh, clear like a clear sunny day, win like you win a trophy, Clearwin oh, US. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, so that's like the business side of me. So like that that is um that's that's providing. That's uh, fun. So when did you start doing that with your sister and your dad? Um, I started doing that uh back in uh. Mm, june june last mm. year so i you know almost a year almost wow a yeah um that's awesome because it's so relevant to right now yeah absolutely absolutely mm. um and, and th th this little pen device uh couldn't have come at a better time yeah it looks like the thing from men in black <laughs> yes it does yeah. you should just sell like that men in black right? who it wants comes... something to scan people with right yeah. scanning your brain scan germs away <laughs> yay yeah. you should um, make a uh, infomercials like that my sister said that she, she sent me a picture of will smith with with the thing from men in black she goes james can you dress up like this and like maybe do a, a post about it i was like maybe yeah yeah <laughs> i probably should <laughs> yeah or like um what's the white guy in that movie uh i know the actor tommy lee jones oh yes oh, tommy hey. lee jones K. Hey! K. Yes, dress up at like a young K with the glasses. Yeah. Just gotta like stiffen up your jaw. <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, never mind. I... Mm -mm. Hey, so remember it's when I said I was darker, good at voices? <laughs> yeah, a little deeper. That was funny. A little oh. back in the throat more. Struggles. Struggles. Um, yeah, so like that's a business thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, on the creative side, um, I have two amazing projects coming up. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm doing musical arranging, uh, musical arranging. So essentially what that is, is um, I get a rough draft from, uh, from the lyricist and the writer, uh, one guy. Um, it's for this podcast called Midnight Musicals, like musicals after midnight. Um, oh. And essentially what it is, it's, it's, uh, it's LGBTQ plus, uh, friendly uh entertainment a musical podcast it's called midnight musicals wow and is that out yet or it's coming out it once you're oh yeah yeah it's coming out <laughs> but um um <laughs> it is coming out and uh we, we're we're currently wrapping up uh our first uh well our first episode is almost tweet uh but we launch uh, a season at a time uh, so this so this current project is called let's investigate a murder um and it is um it is a uh, dark comedy musical podcast uh, that are these two different podcasts no 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 the the, the same one 
Um, so the the uh, the podcast uh, is called Midnight Musicals. Okay. Uh, this particular, um, this particular. Uh, so like an episode or season? Season. Thank you. Yeah. Season. This particular season uh, is called Let's Investigate a Murder. Cool. Um, which follows, yeah, which follows the story of th- this this guy named Mitch who investigates this small town serial killer couple. Um, who are wreaking havoc on the town after years of supposedly being off the map and off the grid mm. to come back. Um, it is hilarious, in my opinion, and so touching as well. Um, so is it like a narrative? Yeah, yeah. And like, are the episodes like an, like a day in the life each? each? How is it broken up for uh, each it's bro- episode? It's broken up, um, I guess, much like tv episodes exactly yeah cool yeah 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 um so it's uh, lgbt friendly yes absolutely Uh, what does that mean for this lg uh, the team is uh are are either lg lgbtq plus uh or allies Mm -hmm. um yay so uh, this is awesome a uh lgbt friendly podcast yeah yeah that's cool um so like my job on it is um, is is I, I get a rough draft of of you know, what the song you know kind of sounds like with the chords and and it's it, it's just the guy strumming on his guitar, um, and uh, it's my job to then be like okay what do you want this to sound like okay well I want it to sound like uh, goosebumps or I want it to sound like Backstreet Boys so then it's my job to or La La Land or La La Land exactly yeah. so it's my job to then take what he gives me. Uh, and do everything else, like all the drums, all of the the yeah. horns, all the synthesizers. Everything. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. What it's audio a- uh, software do you use? I use Logic Ten Pro. Oh, yeah. I like Logic. I took a class in Logic. Oh wow! In college. Oh, nice. Yeah, but now um, I need to start taking Ableton Live Ten because I have that software, but I haven't dabbled in it as much. I just deleted my Ableton about a month ago because really? it was just sitting there. I, I didn't use it. I'm like, eh. It's so complicated. Right? I literally just got stickers for my um for my keyboard to help me with Ableton. Um Can you see where it? Where did you get those? I know like I got it on Amazon because someone suggested just like one of those Mac um like it's like something you lay over your keyboard. You can right. also get that if you have like a Mac. Because I don't have a Mac, so I had to get stickers for my vintage keyboard. That is amazing. Yeah, resources. Wow. This is why we talk to other people, right? <laughs> this is why, because this wow. was escaping me forever. Like, how do I get into this software? I don't even see the cut part. Like, Logic is pretty logical. <laughs> Pun intended, but Ableton's a little like, oh, what do I do? You got to yeah. get the DAWs keys. I was holding yeah, up right? a thing with all the commands you could do, like control X for cut, control Z for undo your cut because you freaking, you messed up. <laughs> I didn't know that you can do control X for cut. Yes, there's so many things. Control S for save. Uh-huh. Yes, so many things. Con- uh, or just like hit P for pause. Whoa. There's, I know. It's so beautiful. People, 
This is amazing. And it's colored and because I'm a visual learner, so it all has colors. Wow. I know. You need this because they they actually make a a sheet like a plastic rubbery cover for your laptop or your keys or whatever if you l use like a Mac or something. I will be looking at that. Yay, Amazon. <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. Thanks, Amazon. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Midnight Musicals is amazing. I'm so excited for that. Um, it, and, uh, Why is it called Midnight Musicals? Is it like bedtime stories? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I mean, um, Midnight Musicals, uh, in the, uh, it's called Midnight Musicals. The, the, oh, what is it? Midnight Musicals. The podcast. Oh, Midnight Musicals, the podcast musical underground. Um, it's called Midnight Musicals because uh, it, it, it deals with uh, it, it's it's dark, uh, dark twisted oh. comedy. Like it's like dark thrillers, I guess. Dark dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean this uh, this one this one show, if you will, let's investigate a murder. Um, it's set in the '90s, but like the '90s genre of music are all over the place. So like I've done like Backstreet Boys type. I've done Fiona Apple type. Music. Oh, cute! Uh, yeah, right. I've done. Um, oh man, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like it. It, it has been such a great exercise and wow. And me interpreting music and putting my own spin on it. So it's mm. it's it's been so much fun. Um, and man, probably over thirteen songs, uh, which is which is quite for a season heavy. one or for um, let's investigate a murder specifically. For let's investigate a murder specifically, and I want to cool. call that also season one, uh, simply because the next project we're doing or the second season of Midnight Musicals is a is an entirely different show. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, um, the, the the next one after this, um, it, the the writer has graciously liked me enough to to uh, to bring me on as a as a actual composer uh, for the for this next cool. one called. How'd Strip. you meet these people? Wait, you what is what? it called? It's called Straight Plague. Straight um, Plague. Oh, like all the straight people are dying. How did you know? <laughs> ah, I finally get a joke. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like the, uh, the, the there, there's a trailer actually on my Instagram uh, at james.e.edwards, by the way. Um, but like the gist of that show is there's a, a virus going around. <laughs> there's a virus going around that's killing the straight population. And the, and the CDC recommends that everyone have gay sex. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> this will save you. <laughs> It'll save you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so um, th th there, there's about, there's about four, there's about four different seasons or four different entirely different musicals. Uh, in the works with this with this guy, and I, I'm just I'm I'm so honored to uh, to be to be uh, brought on board. He found me. Uh, he contacted me through Instagram, actually. What? He, uh, this was really cool. Uh, he he apparently had heard about me somehow. Uh, this is this is going a year back. I I think I think he mentioned that like he was asking around for like for for musical directors and like and, like funny musical improv people so i think he may yeah. have approached, i think he may have approached someone at second city or approached someone from the improv second city world and be like mm. uh maybe contact james edwards i'm like oh, okay so then you know it turns into a year later of collaboration and 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 bringing me on for another 
two years of collaboration with all these other that's projects. Awesome. So, yeah. That's what I love about associating with different like like groups like Second City Hollywood or um, the Clown School or just getting in contact and networking with all the people and being known for certain things and being yeah. able to reach out to other people associated with it or have related topics. I don't know. I have to say, you know, here, um, getting, uh, getting contacted, you know, outside of something that you, I didn't initially send an email for or whatever, like yeah. to, to, to be, to be searched soft. out from yeah. for searched out for, for? Um, reached out to reached out to, oh. <laughs> uh, to have that happen. Like, that, that was, um, it gave me a sense of relief mm -hmm. in the sense that I just, you know, going back to what I was saying before earlier, you know, there was there was a, a, a fair amount of imposter syndrome for me. Seriously, like, do, I be, do I belong at Second City? You know, my resume is so thin compared to everyone else. And you're a bit younger. And I'm, that's you know that's a fair point. I'm 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 uh, actually I think I'm the youngest uh, musical director. I'm sure Hollywood. you are at Second City Hollywood, not in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like just all, all of those things, you know. So so, so to to be you know, reached out to is like oh wow okay all right. Okay. <laughs> this is a little relief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing something right. Right. Um, and another another connection here to our class and Second City um, is is another uh, big thing coming up that I'm most excited for. Um, uh, I will be starring in a show in Las Vegas uh, called Potted Potter. Yes. Is, yeah, which is a a farce of a harry potter show the unauthorized um, harry experience yes you did your research i did <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um so a so when i'm in vegas um coming up actually maybe at the end of may we, we don't know specifically because of uh we're waiting yeah. to get back from uh bali's hotel specifically but uh, when I'm in Vegas, I can catch up with your uh, with your clown. Uh, with your yes, clown the Vegas Theater Hub. Yes, Vegas Theater Dan Hub. Dan and Calcott. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, they're um, wonderful. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so how it relates is, man, this has been this has been a while in the making. Um, is uh, I actually filmed my first audition tape during our uh, our course. Um, and, and like in for, class for, or uh, after class, actually. Oh. Um, uh, it, it was, it was, it was toward, it was towards the end of our, of our musical improv course. Um, I had, I had Sean, um, uh, stay behind and, and help me and help me film this tape. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, because of that, they got the ball rolling and, and they liked my tape. Uh, and then I did a callback tape and then I met with, with the original writer and the original actor who starred on it on, on the West End in England. Um, and we bonded and clicked and I ended up getting the part, which is amazing, um, which ties back to actually something that I was referencing in the very beginning of our, of our talk here, uh, not being everything to everyone. Yeah. Um, you have one thing in clowning that you gravitate towards that just comes naturally to you. And that, that is your strength. And right. you recognize that and you work it not because it's easy, but because that is where you are most you, <laughs> I guess. Um, and for me, you know, uh, specifically, it's, you know, English accents and like English comedy and stuff. Mm -hmm. being that I'm from there. Previously, uh, I, I wasn't teaching at Second City for a few months because I was, uh, I was originating a role in a Jane Austen play. 
right um, the northanger abbey yes northanger abbey world um, premiere yes sacramento um, theater company yes and they're <laughs> they so nice and you didn't read that off a piece of paper at all just not at all <laughs> well yeah i wrote it down as well <laughs> <laughs> she takes notes people she takes notes i do um and so so that so going out for that show and then also this harry potter show yeah it's so interesting you know I, I read the breakdown online. I, I, I read what they were looking for and I just knew in my gut, I was like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Yay. And, and, and I've noticed that like for most of the other auditions that I was going out for, I was noticing my mindset was like, oh yeah, like I could work up to doing that or I could see myself, you know, learning to do that. Mm. And what happened? I didn't get the roles because for whatever reason, I didn't, you know, I, uh, you know, Cosmically or timeline-wise, alternate yeah. universe-wise, you know, it wasn't meant to be in this. You know, it, I wasn't meant to get whatever shows I didn't get. Right. Um, but the ones that I just knew that, like, I can do this. I feel confident in my ability to do this. I ended up being more relaxed when I was filming my tapes, or more relaxed in the room uh, with the in-person auditions, and that led to. Uh, that led to a more quote unquote successful, whatever success means to you and yeah. moment, uh, a more successful audition. Um, and for the Harry Potter one in particular, I was reading it, I was like, I wanna do this. I want to do this and I know, I know I can do this. I, 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 I have a flavor of what I think the tone of the show is and, and, and I sent in a tape. The amount of like metaphorical hoops I've jumped through to, to, to get this show, uh, were incredible. It all works out, and like that, like that, that uh, that impetus, that drive started months and months before I even, you know, you know, got the uh, got the email saying, you know, we want you. Yeah. I, I can't describe it. I I just knew that I can do this. Uh, wow. And and you're playing the lead role, Harry Potter slash Jeff. Yes, and technically, so just to give a little context, there's only two of us in the show. What? <laughs> but still, but still, that just shows you. <laughs> That's crazy. That just shows, you know, just how, how, uh, how brave, you know, I, I chose to be. Uh, wow. It's a two person audition. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so crazy. The, the selection Way process. Way to go. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm truly, I'm truly grateful. Oh my gosh. Um, the selection process was, was grueling. I can only imagine from, from the other side of the table, Never mind from the actor's side of the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and just to give a little context, it's, it's a farce of a show. Uh, I play uh, Jeff, which is probably going to be changed to James, mm. uh, but uh, I play Jeff uh, and my friend Dan and we're essentially, you know, we want to put on a production of all the Harry Potter books. Oh no. Uh, all seven Harry Potter books. All together. All together. And so, you know, Oh I'm my saying, goodness. Right. So I'm saying, you know, welcome. Thank you so much for coming out to Las Vegas, Valley's Hotel. We're going to put on this great show for you. We have these amazing actors from New York to do the show. And we find out within the first few minutes of the show, Dan dropped the ball and was, well, I didn't actually get any actors to do it. Uh, nobody I, came. Nobody came. Nobody <laughs> can do it. So, because so funny. comedy, we then have to do all seven Harry Potter books in 70 minutes. All the parts. Uh, all of the parts. And wow. 
Yeah, it That's is. It's going to be exhausting. Yes, yes. It's so funny. How I, scary. I, I, I reached out. I reached out to my to my uh, my partner. Uh, I was like, hey, man, looks like I'm going to be your partner in crime for the show. And he goes, yeah, man. <laughs> um, looks like we're going to be getting a 70 minute cardio session doing this show. <laughs> Time <laughs> yeah. to start working out again. Right. <laughs> the gyms are oh. opening up. Right. Or do a uh, home routine. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> scary yeah, I, I i have it's so funny just, just different processes i i have a uh I, I record myself i record two versions of of the scene of scenes when i memorize stuff oh. i record myself reading both parts mm-hmm. trying not to do as much emotional inflection as i can so just cold ingrain. reading it yeah yeah just just trying not to ingrain habits in my in my yes brain. So I, I i want i want to hear how the scene sounds how the conversation sounds uh full out and then I go back and I just read the other person's lines and then I read my lines in my head. So then you know, I, I walk around my room or my apartment or I walk around outside and it's almost like I'm having a conversation or a phone call you know, with the other person. And like, that's how I like memorize my stuff. <laughs> I love that. I cool. <laughs> I need different ways to memorize things because I'm dyslexic and I'm mm. a visual learner. So mm. that's a wonderful way to do it. I will awesome. try that. Please do. Yes. Uh, another great tool that, that I learned from memorizing, I learned from college, uh, from from our, our speech and dialect coach. She had us do a lot of uh, what she what is known as image structuring, and boiling it down to all all it really is is you breaking down a sentence um, so that you can get a clear mental image of what you're saying. So like, yeah, you, you could be talking about you know a glass on your table, um, but like. What does that glass look like? You know, get specific about it because then you're able to have a clear mental image in your brain. So then when you when you do that that mental recall, you're not just, you know, emptily grasping for like a word. You're able to make a stronger mental and emotional connection because you're yeah. you're you're grasping for a mental image for a picture. Yeah. Which has which happens to have some sort of emotional connection to you somehow. Um so that's another cool way uh, of, of memorizing. Uh, I love that. I actually do that with learning people's names. Oh. I'm not a good speller. And when I hear names, I have no idea how to spell it. So I ask mm. people, so how do you spell that? Okay, J-A-M-E-S. And so I'm now I'm visualizing it. And they've told it to me. So now I've ingrained it in my head. And every time I see them, I could read it in my head. Wow. And sound it out. And sometimes it's not sounded out correctly, but at least I have the letters in my head. <laughs> that is so cool and, and and innovative that 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 you that you were that you're able to find what works for you. Yeah. That is I actually cool. I used to put it down in my notes in my phone. Mm-hmm. if you're going into a big a big club or something and it's the first day, you write down everybody's name and you describe them next to each person and you ask them, So how do you spell that? Mm. <laughs> like a nerd um that was done actually at second city for um for my for uh for my improv three class when i when i was a uh, a student cool uh, they uh we, we uh what are they called uh not acronyms not monograms uh like jolly james or like jumpin james or electrifying m yeah uh, things like that i was like why are we doing this and then i realized oh yes and you do in the circle yeah or you do a like 
a shape with yes. it yes. and everyone does it. We do that mm -hmm. in clown classes too. Oh, cool. Well, mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's your shape or what's your, what's whatever your I think of. And then I have to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Something silly with my arms. <laughs> Who knows? Or like some people do like a weird jump to it. Huh. I don't know. Anything. It could be anything. Huh. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This has been so much fun. Thank you so yeah. much. For this. Yeah. So last question. What is your favorite dessert? <laughs> oh, wow. You just sprung this on me. I know. I don't tell people this one. This one's my special, like, in the pocket surprise. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Okay. All right. Well, um, speaking of imaging, uh, image structuring, when you said, what's my favorite dessert? The first image I got of in my head was an eclair. Um, and eclair, but like almost like the Boston cream donut where it's, you know, like the chocolate on top with like the custard and like Peruvian cream, cream inside. Yeah. That. Oh man. Now I, now I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw one today. Those are my dad's really? favorite donuts. Yeah. My dad's that favorite donuts. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. I have a piece of a donut right here. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Right. I mean, that's, 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 that's like, that's a glitch in the matrix, right? Yeah, but well, we do get these donuts often. It could have been wow. any week we did this podcast. <laughs> You're not that special, James. <laughs> That's funny, though. Wow. Hey, fun fact on movies and TV, whenever you see anybody walk in with a pink donut box, then you know that that was filmed in Los Angeles because uh, pink donut boxes are uh, exclusive to LA. What? Why? Yeah. Um, really? I don't know. I want to say I'm pulling this out of my butt right now. I want to say it's it's uh, it's pertaining to either like Trejo's donuts. Is that no? It? Yeah, the machete guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny but Trejo. no, they came out before that. I think it was because they were cheaper or something. The pink ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Well, not the pink donuts, but like the pink donut the box. Yeah, the boxes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There is a history. That? Well, I didn't know it was only in California. Yeah. Um, like on sitcoms and stuff like that, they always have like pink donut boxes. Like, well, oh, that's why we think it's universal. Right? Well, <laughs> technically it is Universal Studios. Ah! But, um, what's that big donut that everybody knows? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a like Randy's or something. That's what it is. Randy's. Oh, pink donut box, Los Angeles. Why are donut boxes pink? Oh God, am I about to be fact checked? Oh God. <laughs> They're pink because James is a liar. And <laughs> <laughs> the pink donut box is a tradition comes from Southern California. What? You're right. <laughs> Dang. Apparently the pink box is distinctly regional tradition, though you've probably seen a similar box appear all over movies and television. That take place around the country. The box first appeared in 1980s at a time when a Cambodian refugee named Ted Ngoy, N G O Y, was expanding his chain of Christie's donut shops along with many of his fellow countrymen. The boxes came from a supplier called Westco. I knew it was something to do with an, an Asian man, something. Huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> New donut box shop popped up. It's apparently dozens of donuts perfectly. It stuck around. So cheaper than the white ones because they're pink. Ah. Leftover pink cardboard stock. They were cheaper. Wow. Ah, happy. You know what? I'm I'm equally happy that I wasn't uh, proved wrong. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know what? I, but both of our reasons combined just then. Uh, that, that, that's pretty cool. Yay. I love this. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. I was looking forward to this all week. I Yay. Really yeah. That's exciting.